0: Come on, take one, baby. All right, so we're back again for another episode of One Take Downtown Church Podcast. Um, We have uh, a few special guests with us. I'm include you too rebecca you a special guest as well well not Thank really you. but at the same time you give me wow you you're part of you're part of the the normal rotation <laughs> but you're giving like a, a i receive that uh, expertise um but we do have rebecca rhodes who's also have a background in education um cali riddle and Brendan Steele. Uh, so we're doing a unique uh podcast talking about education but i think it would be cool if y'all could just go around briefly and just just tell us uh, briefly about your background in education, um, you know, what ages you work with, uh, that kind of thing, and anything else that would be helpful.
1: I can start. Uh, Rebecca Rhodes, I do the elementary ministries at our church, at Downtown Church. But my background is I went through the MTR program and teacher residency, and I taught seventh grade science at Kingsbury Middle School for a couple years and loved that. Um, and so have had some middle school experience and um, elementary.
2: Yeah, Callie talking here. I have, well I started out in education through MTR as well and then I started at um, Cornerstone Prep Denver in Fraser, and have been there. This is my sixth year there teaching fifth grade. I've taught ELA and math and this coming year I'm gonna be a reading interventionist. good,
3: And this is Brennan. Um, I did the other teaching program in Memphis, so TFA, sometimes a rival of MTR in some circles. (laughs) Friends. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I came to Memphis with Teach for America, um, and I taught, uh, I I teach middle school math. I've taught almost every grade in middle school, so I taught fifth grade, eighth grade, and seventh grade. Um, And next year, I'll be moving into um, a dean of culture role at my school
0: great a lot of uh, years of expertise in here so
1: Um, all right so I'm gonna ask some questions and I would love to just give most of the airtime to Brennan and Callie here so thank you guys for being here um okay what has stood out to you about your students this year what is similar or different from other years just thinking about the unique school year that we have had unique
2: 16 months Uh, Well, um, similar. Um, I feel like I was kind of worried about starting out the year virtually and how was I going to connect with students. But I feel like kids were still eager (laughs) to get to know you and uh, they were excited to see each other's faces. And in some ways that felt like the beginning of the school year, um, that that was normal. Um, I think that um, an unexpected positive of being virtual that was different was that how safe kids seemed to feel on Zoom calls. Hmm. I don't know if you experienced this too, Mm -hmm. Brennan, but like um, I just was not expecting this at all, but kids just seemed to open up a lot more Hmm. and to be like, you know, beginning of the year, if you've gone through a teacher prep program or anything, you know, they talk about having like a class contract at the beginning of the year, like let's talk about our class rules and agree on how we're gonna treat each other and blah, 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 and it was the most open I've ever had kids be about that and like saying things that they wouldn't maybe normally say if they're in a classroom looking around at how are people Mm -hmm. responding to me so that was a a cool thing to see like oh this is like really you so
3: yeah I agree with all of that I think additionally um, I've always thought children were incredibly resilient Um, I think this year obviously was a, a moment for them to do that and and show that, and I think that students have continued to to just amaze me in the things that they are able to continue to do. amidst miss everything um, that they may be going through personally, globally, um, and things like that. Um, I think also uh, I, I'd echo the, the difference um, in just the safety that they felt. Um, I think there was an interesting dynamic being virtual um, because there's like a different power dynamic when everybody's on the screen. Hmm. I think that you have not only in the classroom you have your peers sitting next to you but then like you have the teacher at the front of the classroom that's very obviously in control yeah. here. Um, but I think when everybody's mm-hmm. face is just on the screen it's like oh wait now I can actually hmm. be a little bit more free here. I can chime in when I need to. I can chat with Mr. Steele when I have an, a question and not everybody has to see it so I don't feel this like Kind of embarrassment to ask questions, um, but also like I know that I'm contributing to a part, a greater community because we're all like trying to figure this out together um, and so yeah, I think that was an unexpected positive as well
1: that's amazing do you okay I'm curious about this now as a teacher, but I also want to like be able to take like all of those things like home as a parent, like I'm thinking as a teacher and a parent, so as you as that unexpected positive of like the safety and almost like equal, like kind of this equity of power, are there ways that you're imagining yourselves like going back into school in person, like how to kind of like uh, land that, like keep that up? I don't know, are there ways to keep that up and better than maybe before the pandemic or are there ways that kids could um, bring that into their lives, like in their neighborhoods or families? I don't know if that question makes sense.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing is all, is like the fear of that in person, um, because like even we had TCAP in person this year, and you're used to being able to get out your seat and do whatever you need to do at your house, and you can't do that in the school building. Yeah. Um, but I think like when you think about ways that um, you can bring it back into the school, um, I think it's the, a lot of it is the the, the confidence that's developed behind it, um, and so I would hope that a lot of that kind of like I'm confident like as a student I'm more confident in school um, because of this experience though it was more difficult though I didn't like it yeah. uh, there are moments where I saw um, mm-hmm. greater confidence and so I think I've learned a little bit more how to kind of um, pump that up in my students um, and being able to see them individually um, in their each of their wins every day um, mm-hmm. and so I think it's, um, yeah, using that and then, like, also um, just kind of making those connections for students um, that, like, of the things that they were able to do on that screen, um, it's like, you did it here, so you can do it. You can kind of lead the charge in your neighborhood. You can do it at, the, at home. You can yeah. do it when you get back in the classroom. Um, I think that has been huge, especially for, like, when I think about, your middle school age. Cause so that's what I, that's what yeah. I teach is like making that connection. You just did this like mm-hmm. a couple of months ago when we go back in August, like you just did this in June, mm-hmm. like we can do this now. Yeah. Um. So that's some of the things that I'm thinking about.
1: And as a parent, I'm thinking I could empower my kids to be like, you you spoke up on this screen. Like you you know, if you're if you're getting peer pressured, you could speak up for yourself in these ways. Like that's right. so I mean, like I think that could be an amazing conversation starter or just a way for parents to empower kids like yeah at
0: home too. Yeah. One thing I would add, I was really I was hesitant about the virtual schooling. Um I had a five year old who's in kindergarten right now and he started off the year virtual, mm-hmm. obviously because of the pandemic. And so Uh, so they sent home a bunch of supplies, you know, for the, the, the lesson plans. And I was like, okay, but the teacher encouraged the parents, you know, as much as they can not to be in the room, you know, just kind of let, let the teacher do the teacher thing and guide the the students. So I hear it say, Hey, pull out the green piece of paper and pull out that and pull out this. And I'm kind of peeking in the, uh, not the window, peeking in the (laughs) door but I look up and on his break he come out with this huge project that mm-hmm. he that he did on his own mm-hmm. so I just I just saw the independence and the confidence mm-hmm. um and so you know the kids are resilient more than we think and and they can they can actually you know produce things if we kind of give them the space but uh, I was just really impressed that he did all those things because I think the teacher, she did a good job yeah. giving clear instructions and walking <laughs> them through it. And, you know, mom and daddy, I just kind of <laughs> step away. And uh, so anyway, I was really
3: impressed mm-hmm. by that. We appreciate you stepping away. <laughs> 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 but being there, if, you know, great right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, I would just echo, like you were saying, like making those connections. I think you have to sometimes draw those for kids, I sometimes assume that they will see them, but they don't right, <laughs> sometimes. Right. And so I'm like, duh, you were just doing this. Why won't you apply it? But they, that just mm-hmm. hasn't right. like, especially I think, you know, the younger you get, like um, drawing those lines for them um, and saying like, and even brainstorming with them, like, hey, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, start of next school year, like, hey, was it easier for you to raise your hand? And ask a question or did you like sending a private chat to your teacher and mm-hmm. kind of do a poll and say okay well how do you think we could mimic or mm-hmm. replicate that like do we right. have a question jar do we have right. you know do you write me a note or you know whatever um that That's might great. look like but um I think there are some things we could recreate I think that we did a lot of social emotional learning stuff and I prioritized it a lot more this mm-hmm. year because we needed that connection right, right. Yeah, yeah. and it really challenged me um i had a teaching resident and she did a great job of sticking with that even when mm. i forgot and um, even just like silly questions of the day to get to know each other we did she did that every day and um it really built our culture a lot and built trust and laughter and yeah, yeah. um makes me really want to you know be faithful in that next year mm. yeah
1: that's great
2: Okay. Um so okay,
1: we kids are resilient. That's I'm like I like I have my computer here and I wanna like be typing but also (laughs) listening. Anyway. Okay, but here's my second question. What um what do our kids need from us, the parents or the trusted adults in their lives, um, as all of us begin to recover um from the from pandemic life or I mean continue on. It's obviously like not fully over, but as we kind of enter back into more regular life um what do our kids
2: need from us um I was talking to a student today about how we don't joke about COVID (laughs) um when someone's coughing um so sometimes it's manners (laughs) um but um yeah oh man but that was that was a moment today um anyway uh sometimes manners I think honestly being transparent about how it's been how we have ups and downs of mm-hmm. like yes. sometimes we get overwhelmed mm-hmm. in a social situation that we might not have before or like oh wow we're our schedule's busy again and i'm stressed and right. what's going on i think looking for that in our kids mm-hmm. um asking them if they seem stressed like hey you know are you okay you know why are you feeling that way and it may not be you know, re-entry stress or whatever people are calling it. But um I think if we're open about how it affects us, right. I think they'll be more likely to recognize it in themselves.
0: That's
3: good, that's yeah. really good. Yeah, I think just connected to that is just the empathy around um mm-hmm. the fact that, I, th- I think about like the beginning of this year was pretty tough in terms of the transition, mm-hmm. but then once they, got used to having to turn on the computer at a certain time and go to classes at mm-hmm. a certain mm-hmm. time. We were we were chugging, um, and they, they were really successful. Um uh, so I think that same kind of like patience and empathy and support from from parents and trusted adults is gonna be needed kind of coming into next year. Because we 'cause we're gonna be in person <laughs> in one way. Like it's gonna be illegal for us to be virtual. So mm. Uh, we're going to be in person. Um, and so knowing that, like, if your student was a, a like, a high-achieving student prior to COVID, like, they might not pop right back into that. Mm-hmm. Like, and supporting them, mm-hmm. like, talking to them, like Callie's saying, it, saying, and making those connections for how it's hard for you. So they can, like, okay, like, this is a normal part. Because it could be stressful that they're not doing what they normally do for them. Like, they used to making all A's. They're used to being... Um, on top of everything, and it could be stressful that they aren't doing that Um at and the beginning.
1: Why do you think that they would be maybe struggle? Like, what are some of the like reasons? You yeah,
3: think? yeah. So I think there's there's a dis- degree of structure that isn't there this yeah. year. Um, a lot of structure that isn't there this year. Um, and so, um, one thing is like like I was saying, like kids having kids in the building because we didn't do kids in the building at all really until mm-hmm. the last couple weeks. And mm-hmm. so, like them having to remember, oh wait, I have to ask Mr. Steele to go to the bathroom, yeah. I can't just get up, right. or <laughs> like having the social, pr- they don't have, they, they didn't have that social atmosphere at all really, um, unless they had siblings or other friends in the neighborhood that they were doing virtual learning with, but for the most part, they didn't have like 30 other kids <laughs> in the classroom with them to kind of navigate mm-hmm. like those social uh, situations, and so, mm-hmm. like. Learning is very social even, and so that's why we try to continue to do that virtually, but like having to reintegrate yourself into that is definitely gonna be something that they haven't done in 15 months. Um, And so it's it's a lot of things that, like school is not just about learning, it's like a way of going to school and way of doing school that we have kind of, for better or worse, brainwashed our kids (laughs) to do. Um, But they haven't had to do that. Like Mm -hmm. most schools have had completely different models virtually than what they would have done in person. And so, readjusting to that is then going to be a struggle um, for students for at least a little bit
2: yeah yeah we've had uh i can't i'm not for sure about two-thirds of my students are in person now um and definitely um some students struggled especially if they came in kind of staggered not with the first group that came in person they came a little bit later yeah um you could definitely tell a difference in them of like you know getting up without permission or you know different things like that so I think definitely socially conforming to school ways (laughs) or whatever um will be a factor and then I mean honestly just even thinking of some of my students that might be like my highest or whatever um performing academically they've not learned as much as they would have if we had been
3: together Mm -hmm. all year in person.
2: And so when they go to sixth grade, even though they've done all their work and they have learned a lot and they have grown and they did do well, um, there is a chance, I think kind of across the country for a Mm -hmm. lot of schools, like kids are just going to struggle in the next grade to some degree.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and so that, that, that's just a factor too, I think. Yeah.
0: I think about even, you know, Shelby County. So again, my son, he's in the Shelby County School District, uh, and when they rolled out the plan to do the virtual, and you know they were supplying the tablets and whatnot, and then they was kind of communicating to the parents, like, hey, or the caregivers, hey, we need your student to log in, and it was so many students, hundreds, that haven't logged in right. to their their tablet, so therefore they were absent from class, and so. You know, I, I can just only imagine just certain kids not having, you know, accessible Wi-Fi or, mm-hmm. you know, a quiet, safe area to do their work at right. home mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, meals and things like that. So, so transitioning back in person is, is can have some positives and benefits because it does provide some, I guess, luxuries, mm-hmm. you know, for the better lack of word. But it's still a challenge, you know, because mm-hmm. you go from, kind of like you said, even principally you go from not even tuned in at all to all right now i'm back in (laughs) and i'm trying to Mm -hmm. you know catch up so anyway I, i thought about that a lot personally uh grateful in a lot of ways you know that we were able to you know create a space for him to learn but then on the flip side you know i knew several hundred students maybe right. thousand sure thousands around the city mm-hmm. who didn't have that and now they have to readjust so once again thank you again uh and <laughs> teachers yeah. uh for even taking that
3: uh on mm-hmm. as well yeah. yeah and to and to Kylie's point like as a so seventh grade math teacher this year like there is a degree of rigor that I normally teach to in person and that was like virtually impossible to do virtually um just between like amount of time it takes the kids to write anything online yeah. right. <laughs> like we have this program called like desmos and they like literally have to draw their work out mm-hmm. um they just in the last month had better programs where you could take pictures of your written work but right. we didn't have that because yeah. even technology was trying to catch up with yeah. the moment and so right. like i had to start cutting stuff i was like i need you to get the very basics of all of this yeah. and that's what it's gonna be this year mm-hmm. um and like so even knowing that like my kids aren't, don't even have the... The kids that come every day did everything they need to do. They did really well, but they didn't even get to the rigor of instruction that I normally would teach. Mm-hmm. And so, like, even those kids that were here all the time are going to come into eighth grade next year, and the teachers are going to expect them to know a certain amount, and yeah. they're going to be like, wait, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't learn it like that. Like, yeah. we only got to this point, so.
1: Man. Okay, so... Um, I wrote some questions ahead of time, but I, again, I'm... So now the question that is, like, after what you guys have just said, um, what I'm wondering is with parents... Parents feel all kinds of pressure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and tar- I know teachers feel all kinds of pressure. And, they're, you know, kids feel all kinds of pressure. So, but parents feel a lot of pressure. Like, are they doing right by their kids? You know, are they giving them what they need? Um, and so for you guys as educators... Do you – but then also as people committed to believing that God is trustworthy and he's all-powerful and he's in control, um, like what – I don't know what do you think parents should feel like where do you think they should feel the pressure maybe a little bit more or like not at all like no like I mean because we can say like trust God that is absolutely true it doesn't mean you don't care about your kids schooling right it, but it's like always that balance of like we are supposed to do right by our kids for sure, sure. and then also we are supposed to trust God so like where would you say like um yeah uh, I don't know if that question makes sense like as believers put it like a gospel lens, like on, for us as parents. I don't know if our tes, I don't want to speak for our test, but no, like,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm running. yeah like Yeah.
1: We, we, um, want we want to do right by our kids. Uh, we feel all this pressure. Where should we are? It's like, yeah, like put, put the pressure there and then yeah. just release it on this other stuff. Can you guys help us with that?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think so the, my perspective as a teacher is I'm going to give my best every day to my kids um i'm going to deliver quality instruction um teach to the best of my ability um and then i'm leaving the transformative work to to god mm-hmm. um to jesus that's what that's what he does and yeah. so it's not on me um, to transform my children yeah. um like i don't have that ab- ability mm-hmm. yeah, as a good. parent i'm sure that's way harder <laughs> to mm-hmm. accept <laughs> Um, when someone is, like, your own blood. Um, but I think similarly, like, I think, like, you give your absolute best in the support that you give to your student and um, the the way that you advocate for your student when you don't feel like the teacher mm-hmm. is seeing everything. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, like, I don't see everything. I can mm-hmm. be honest with that. And a parent will text me and be like, hey, um, so you said such a struggling with this piece. Can you go back in, like... Go over with him, or mm-hmm. hey, Mr. Steele, uh, Mary doesn't know like her multiplication facts. What things can I do for her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can I give her uh, whatever program to do on her computer? And I'm like, yeah, I got you. I'll send it that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like doing those things, like supporting and advocating. But then after that, it's mm-hmm. like the rest of it. I have to have to give my child over, my blood child, my son, my daughter, to the Lord mm-hmm. still. Um, and trust that like this year won't um, ruin their destiny because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. won't like God's yeah. will is too big for that. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think that's where I say, because I think those, those those are the times where I feel like parents have like been partners with me is when they're mm-hmm. like, I want to support and advocate mm-hmm. for my child, but also trust you and then trust the Lord. Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. good word, Brennan.
2: Yeah, I think the advocacy piece is really big. I feel like I've talked to a lot of parents this year, just as I've tried to be extra transparent and extra communicative about how students are doing and if they're if they were already behind where they were, and um, talked to several parents who said that in prior years they wish they had held their student back, mm. um, but um, second-guessed themselves, and you know. I'm not a parent yet. I can't imagine, you know, yeah. But I think the Lord gave your children to you, and so you are the best parent for them.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so
2: um, you know your child better than anybody else. Right. Um And one year won't ruin their destinies if you decide not to hold them back one year and then need to another year that's okay um you're not gonna ruin them um but i think trusting yourself as a parent um Mm -hmm. and saying like hey we both really think he needs another year (laughs) or wow he's going into fourth grade and he's reading on a second grade reading level he might need another year or going to the teacher and saying hey what things could i be doing Mm -hmm. uh that's like the best question ever um for a parent to ask and um i think An extension of that, I would encourage parents and fellow teachers um, that academically and or behaviorally, your child's not going to transform overnight. Hmm. And so if you are working on multiplication facts with them, if you're working on sight word flashcards with them or whatever you're doing, just because you don't see immediate results in two weeks doesn't mean you're failing right, right, um, right sometimes kids need to see it a hundred times before <laughs> it finally sure. sticks permanently and yeah. so I think you know um, if you're working with them on a struggle area to not be discouraged mm, to just so to, to keep to keep te- you know don't over <laughs> overwork them but whatever small intervention you're doing to to be just consistent with it and let that be that that's so good alright
1: anything else that you guys want to share with us
0: any closing remarks
1: closing
2: remarks
3: Hmm.
2: i mean i'm trying to think back through your questions
3: (laughs) but i think
0: that was a good word though um principally there's there's grace um that's not a cliche that's just that's real talk that's truth and you know when it comes to academic and any other area you know we got to look at it holistically mm-hmm. so it's not just oh i didn't read my bible i didn't do this no. so i did this uh mm. but no that that's applied to that's applied to parents and it's applied to education as we trying to seek to you know disciple these kids love on these kids well um through education and and not uh not looking at it as if it's all on us to make it happen. And I think that's friend which I just said that this this year has been a year for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to the, the youngest, uh to the oldest. And it's not gonna, you know, derail their destiny, you know. Right. So uh that's 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 really friend. But mm-hmm. we can do our best and, and ask for help. That's that's what I'm hearing as well. Like mm-hmm. Uh, if you can reach out, um, it takes a village, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. Well,
1: and it's crazy how I mean I've been a teacher, and it is sometimes hard for me to still like feel the like that role of being an advocate for my kids to their teachers. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like I don't want to be a bother, or I don't want to <laughs> come across as a know it all, or I don't want to come across as a mm-hmm. uh, being needy, or like I don't know what I'm doing. I yeah. don't want to you know I don't wanna come across as ignorant. And so, but just come, that question is so open, you know, that you s- suggested like, what else can I be doing? Is that what you said? What else? I, what What yeah. can I be doing? How, you know, yeah. how can I um, yeah. support you teacher doing what you're doing? Or is I I see my kids struggling in math. What else, what could I be doing? Um, coming along to partner um, that, I mean, that's just a really freeing, I don't know, a really freeing question.
2: Yeah. And I would say, I mean, I don't know every teacher in Memphis, but, (laughs) um, I feel like if a parent's reaching out in that way, even if it's, you know, with a problem of like, Hey, such and such happened today. So-and-so said this to my baby, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, I, I personally would much rather you come and talk to me about that than it go on and become a bigger issue, whether that's a Mm -hmm. misunderstanding interpersonally between kids or a teacher, or Mm -hmm. if it's academic, you know, like. Reaching right. out to Mr. Steele and saying, "Hey, they didn't understand such and such yeah. topic today." Yeah, um, catching it earlier than later is usually better. So, yeah, yeah.
3: And, and okay. we we much rather have a parent, even if you co- you're coming at us a little bit, a <laughs> <salty. laughs> little salty. little <laughs> <laughs> salty. I much rather have that than have a parent that I can never get in contact mm-hmm. with. Yeah. that a parent that never yes. seems like mm-hmm. they're around to support their uh, their children. I know that. Our parents have a lot going on in their life, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, we much rather that um, the, than the uh, alternative. So yeah.
1: that's a good word. All right. Well, Thanks, we team. we
3: appreciate y'all for
0: for coming through, and uh, I think it's a lot to chew on and, and think about. And uh, but man, shout out to the educators, <laughs> seriously, yes. and, and shout out to the, the parents and the caregivers. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, y'all trying to do y'all best, but. Hey! Okay, thanks again for joining us tonight. We'll uh, see y'all around. Thanks,
1: thanks guys.